Oh, did it freeze up on you too? <laughs> I, I saw it, but I didn't hear it. Okay. All right. We'll work on that. Hey, folks, this is Opposing the Matrix. How you doing? Dave here, and hi, Brian. Hey. Hey, audience. Hi, everybody. We had a great week so far. Yeah. In some instances, it's got to be better than our weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah. A lot, lot to talk about tonight. You're not kidding. Yeah. Man. So, folks, if yeah. you looked at the bottom, we're going to talk about what's in the swabs that they're using. Um, we have a little bit of an idea what's in it, and uh, and also we'll talk about some other stuff that's going on. But um, I'm going to, Brian, I'm going to turn it over to you because you've had a very interesting experience this week that I know you want to share, and I know that the folks are going to want to hear, and it'll they'll find it very informative, and uh, <clears throat> it might help some people to make a decision or, or two. Okay. So go ahead. Okay. Hey, folks. Hi. Um, wow. Where do I start? Uh, we've, I shouldn't say we, but a lot of people have been focused on the vaccines and how bad they are and which they are and about the masks and about this, um, you know, all the restrictions and the lockdowns. But one thing that's, and I, we might have talked about this a long time ago, but one of the things that they're doing, they're coming through the back door. And I found out the hard way, personally, I found out the hard way, is the COVID-19 tests that they're doing. And I'm kind of in a conundrum in my, my own actual job. Um, and so here's, here's what happened, folks. Um, I work for a school district in California. I won't give the name. I might have gave the name a while back, but I don't remember. But they said on October 18th, if you're not vaccinated, you have to get a COVID test. And so I thought, okay, I did some research on the COVID test that, that, that they got. Their test that they got is from Abbott Medical Supply. And Abbott Medical Supply is one of the largest medical supply companies in the world. And so they're, they're really big. And... So my district bought all these kits, and we have to test twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and sometimes other days, they have different sites set up at the schools. I work in the maintenance department, and I'm a carpenter for them. And I've been in the trade for 45 years, so this is what I know. This is what I've been doing. And so I was really reluctant to take the test, but I thought, if I don't take the test – they told us that they'll put us on unpaid leave. And you know, remember, folks, people all over the country who are watching this probably have already gotten, uh, had to go through this and maybe lost their job and had to leave because they didn't want to take the vaccine. Well, I might lose my job because I don't want to do the COVID test, not the vaccine. It, it's ironic, right, Dave? It's just right. I always, yeah, always thought it would be the jab. Instead of, instead of the jab, it's the swab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... And why am I saying this? Because um, I have underlying conditions. I have asthma. I've had asthma all my life since I was four or five. I actually almost died from it a couple of times when I was younger. Um, but now I just I get it. But it's controllable through the inhalers and some of the meds. Um, and there are several other people in my department. I won't mention names. Uh, out of 30 employees in my department – Six of us have not gotten the jab, and four of us tested on Monday. I was one of the four 
my supervisor and another supervisor were there. They were getting tested. And they pulled this, they, the proctor pulled out this package, kind of like this. Okay, kind of like that. You can see that. Mm-hmm. And this has got a couple of swabs in it. And pulled it out, opened it up, and then I took took it out the rest of the way. And as soon as I took it out, Dave and audience, it smelled like a chemical. And it wasn't right. rubbing alcohol. Everybody says, oh, it's rubbing alcohol. It's not rubbing alcohol. I wish it was rubbing alcohol. It would be no big right. deal. But it's not. I mean, gasoline would be better than this, almost. Mm-hmm. That's a little exaggeration, obviously. But this is how bad it was. And so... I thought, okay, and I asked the proctor, I asked the person doing this, who I know very well, as a young lady, very nice lady, wouldn't even look up at me. And I asked her, what is this? I don't know what it is. You'll have to talk to the head of the department. But do you want the swab or not? Because if I don't get it, i got to go home. Right. And so I thought, okay, I'll do one time, just one time. I'll do this test. So I did. And you go, you take it, and you go in your nose on each side, and you swirl around 15 times, rubbing the inside of your nostril. And I'm not sure why they came up with the number 15, but I have some ideas why. So 15 on one side, 15 on another, for approximately, that's 30 seconds, let's just say. Right. And so I did that. And so remember, I opened it up, and I could smell the chemical. And, and But the chemical started to dissipate pretty quick, but I could still smell it. So I did that. Within two minutes of me doing that, Dave, and an audience, I started feeling lightheaded. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow. But I didn't say anything because I thought, oh, maybe I, I, I was sitting down. Maybe I stood up or something too quick. I don't know. I just didn't say anything. So my supervisor, um, she did the test, and then she was done, and she walked back to her office, which was probably 100 yards away. And I thought, I'm getting more and more lightheaded. So I decided to walk to her office and talk about what just is happening to me. And I got in there and I said to her, actually, on the way there, the park was like a hundred yards walk through a parking lot. I had to stop because I was getting so dizzy I couldn't walk straight. And mm-hmm. so I stopped and closed my eyes to get myself together and it didn't help. <laughs> and I literally walked a zigzag all the way to this office, another 50 yards. I get in there and I talk to my supervisor and I say, hey, I don't know if this is weird, but I feel really dizzy since I did the test. And she goes, me too. I go, really? She goes, I thought it was just me, you know? And she also got a headache from it. So while she's telling me, I'm standing there more and more lightheaded, dizzy, wobbling like a tree in the wind. So I sit down, she tells me, you need to sit down. So I did. And the next thing that hits me is nausea. And I got nauseated like quick. And I'm not a person that gets nauseous. I just don't. Uh, And I had to run to the bathroom and I threw up in the toilet, but it wasn't food, Dave. It was like a white vial. And it was like a foamy vial, like I was foaming at the mouth. And I went to the toilet. I come back to her and now I'm shaking. I'm shaking like I have a fever or I'm cold, but I'm not. And I'm turning pale. And she goes, we need to get you to the doctor. So um, what they did was they got the paperwork going, and then they called in a, a nurse that works, I'm not sure, directly for the district or is contracted. But I talked to an RN, 
for like 15 minutes and she, I told her what was going on and she says, not even 15 minutes, like five minutes. And she said, you need to get to a doctor right now. Mm-hmm. You need to let me take you right now, not an hour from now, but right now. I thought, okay. So I, I'm going to add a little more to the story, Dave, just so they get a picture of what our school system's like with this. Mm-hmm. So I go over to, I'm told to go over to um, the direct, one of the directors of our district. It's a lady and she's nice. She's a nice lady. And I told her she was there when I got the test and I told her what happened and she kind of um, didn't ask me if I was okay. Didn't even ask me if I needed water. Didn't ask me anything. She just said, okay, we'll get the paperwork going and I'll have somebody come over and get you and take you down to the doctor. So I sat there for 20 minutes. Nobody asked me if I was okay. Nobody asked me if I needed water. I was sitting there shaking in a chair with my hands on my head, sick. This is a school district in the United States of America and one of the richest cities in America where I live. And so, um, and so this is just my observation. I don't know their hearts, obviously. I don't know what they're thinking. I'm telling you what I've seen. Okay. This is just my perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not trying to get anybody, uh, you know, found anybody, but just my perspective. And so I, my supervisor who took the test with me, who said she was a little bit dizzy, came and got me. I went to the doctor. A uh, co-worker took me. I went to a worker's comp doctor because it was a worker's comp because it was a work. Uh-huh. And this guy was nice, but uh, he looked right at me. He goes, you don't look good. And I said, I, I don't, I don't. I don't feel good. He goes, you're shaking. And I, I put my hands out like this and he put a piece of paper and I just shook the paper off like it was a blender. And, huh. and he, my blood pressure was almost 200 when I got there. Wow. And my pulse was up around 90. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I was, uh, I was having a, a reaction to a COVID test, not the shot, the COVID right. test. And so I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world's going on? And so, um, so now my symptoms are, I'm, I'm still nauseous, and now I have a pounding headache. And my headache between a one and ten, ten being the worst, was probably a seven, almost an eight. Wow. The light in the room, the light in the room hurt my eyes, huh. and um, I'm shaking. I got a headache. I'm nauseous, I'm dizzy. And my head is swishing around inside. It's just like this inside. I'm like, I have to keep my eyes closed a lot. And he goes, you're not good. And I said, yeah. And I told him what happened, folks, what I just told you about the swap. And he says, and this is what he said, and I can't believe he said this. <laughs> he said that sometimes when you stick swabs or things up in your nose and you touch the membranes inside your nose, that there's sensitive nerve endings there and it causes fight, fight or flight. It, I think it's a, a sympathetic nervous system. And yeah. so it causes you to get lightheaded. Your adrenaline gets going, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure goes up. You get nauseous because you know, you're fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So all that happened to me because I stuck a swab <laughs> up my nose and touched my nose. And I said, well, I smelled a chemical. And I could taste it in the back of my throat, and it actually gave me a sore throat. Uh-huh. And um, I got—I could taste it. it. Was like a heavy metal. It was like metal. It was like eating 
lead chips or something, and uh, which I've never done, even though I grew up in the 60s. I never did that. Um, remember the lead paint anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anybody who's my age will get it. So, so I'm sitting there, and this guy's telling me it's because I stuck an object in my nose. I said, hey, I'm a guy. Yeah, I'm a guy six objects in their noses over the last – over their decades. We're, we're guys. Uh-huh. Sorry, guys out there. But somehow they do stuff, you know, get dirt and things in there. And I go, come on. I go, really, doctor? I actually said that to him. I go, really? I was respective. You know, I was nice to him, but I was like, come on. And then he finally admitted, and he actually said that it looks like by your symptoms, there's signs and symptoms, you had a chemical reaction to what was put in your nose. Wow. It was a reaction from a chemical. He actually said mm-hmm. that. I was shocked because huh. that's an admission. How did that chemical get in my nose from a swab? Right. And so I was. He said I could go go to work, uh, not go to work that day, come back the next day because this stuff would be out of my system in a few hours. Well, it wasn't in a few hours. That night I was sick. I didn't feel good. I had headaches. My head was spinning all night. I was I was nauseous all night. I woke up Tuesday morning of this week. My head was still spinning, but it got better as the morning went on, and I was able to go to work. Work was okay, I was, but I felt weird. It's hard to explain. I didn't feel right, Dave. I just didn't mm-hmm. feel right. And I um, was home that night. I was sitting watching TV, with, and all of a sudden, my shoulders – I work out and there's a thing called a shoulder shrug where you grab the weights to your side and you go like this. All of a sudden my shoulders kind of go like this a little bit and they go completely numb and my arms go numb. And there's no weights in your hands, obviously. Yeah. What's that? There's no weights in your hands. You weren't looking at weights. No, no. I'm just sitting on the couch watching Netflix and my Mm -hmm. shoulders go numb and kind of go up and like involuntary. I didn't make them do it. They did it on their own. And uh-huh. this feeling went through my shoulders, through my neck, and up into my brain and out the other side. I don't know how it happened, but it wasn't a pinched nerve. It wasn't a muscle cramp. It wasn't – it was weird. It, it freaked me out a little bit. It actually scared me yeah. because, I mean, I wish it was a pinched nerve, but it was this weird feeling like there's something in my body that doesn't – that shouldn't be there. Uh-huh. And it lasts about 10 seconds. And that's never happened to me ever in my life, ever, wow. ever. And I'm pretty good shape and pretty healthy. And so anyway, it's just, um, it was just scary. And so what happened was I went back to work the next day and then they want me to, they wanted me to, um, um, I, hold on, hold on a second audience. I show the audience. I remember uh, about a month ago, Everybody, I got a little French bulldog. She has a name. Now she has a name. Her name is Spoiled Rotten. No, just kidding. Her name is Blueberry. Blue. <laughs> or Blue. Spelled the French. Oh, look how cute. B-L-E-E-U. Berry. Berry. B-R-I-E. Blueberry. So <laughs> she's going to start her own podcast. So, and she's not getting a COVID shot, just so you know. No COVID shot. <laughs> That's funny. Look at the camera. Look at, the Look camera. at how cute. You need a commercial. Come on. You got to be the money maker. Come on, Blue. Come on. It's oh, she loves, her, she loves her mama. 
<laughs> yeah, she does. She's looking. Okay. Anyway. Okay. That's funny. Anyway, there you go. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Blue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't know where the camera is. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway. So, um, it's right. You got a real winner there. <laughs> so, anyway, I had to do that because she's going to bed. The dog's going to bed. So, oh, okay. so, I got really sick. I got really, really sick. And the, the district is like, well, uh, if you don't get tested here, you have to get tested in our urgent care somewhere. So I did some research the last couple of days, a lot of research, and pretty much every one of these testing kits comes from China. Right. And almost every single one that I checked, and I could have missed a few, the swabs have a chemical on them. And I called this urgent care. I found out that they have a cotton swab that – I'm pretty sure it has the chemical on it, but I'm going to have to actually go there to actually see it. So I might do that tomorrow or Monday, because if I don't get tested by Monday, I'll be put on unpaid leave indefinitely <clears throat> until I get tested. And I, I have vacation and sick leave saved up, but the district won't let me use it. So I won't get paid. So they're forcing yeah. me to either get the shot or get tested or uh, quit. And the reason they're doing unpaid leave is so they don't have to pay unemployment. Right. If they fire me, I can get unemployment. That would be awesome. At least I'd have that until I got another job. But they won't do that. Uh -huh. at, this, at this point, I could be wrong, but at this point. So I just, uh, it's been a hard week. So um, one of the things, I, and folks, what I've learned, and I'm not saying every, I've, I've checked out a lot of kits, different kits. So there might be some out, other ways out there to get tested where it won't hurt you, or there might be a testing kit out there that is safe. And that's one of the things i got to do with uh, the urgent care that I'm going to go to tomorrow or Monday is find out. But if it's okay, Dave, I just want to read a few things that I have learned. About oh, no, this. sure, please. So, okay, now this chemical is called ethylene oxide. I think that was spelled E-T-H. Mm -hmm. Y-L-E-N-E, -E, oxide. And where does ethylene oxide? Uh, it's a highly reactive flammable gas with a somewhat sweet odor. It dissolves early in water. Ethylene oxide is the simplest uh, epoxide. It is a clear, colorless liquid. Below is boiling point of 10 degrees Celsius. It is explosive when heated or in the presence of alkali, metal, and it goes on. So it's a chemical used in commercial uh, businesses for many different applications. But one of the applications this is used in is in the medical industry for sterilizing equipment. Mm -hmm. And from what I found, and uh, this is put on the tip of the swabs to sterilize them. Right. So it's not rubbing alcohol. It is ethylene oxide. And what does it do? Uh, you, okay, here's what it's used for. Um, it's going to turn my phone. I'm reading off my phone, folks, so bear with me. Oh, that's better. I can see it. I turned it sideways. Uh, it is used, ethylene oxide is a man-made chemical that is used primarily to make ethylene glycol. A small amount is used as a figment and a, a biocade in warehouses and, and in ships and cargos. An even smaller amount is used in the healthcare industry for sterilization purposes. Exposure may occur 
owing to faulty ventilation, poor, uh, uh, what else, poor ventilation. And here's what happens. Um, it is absorbed orally and by inhalation. It is widely distributed throughout the body. Um, let's see, clinical effects or acute exposure. Um, an injury can occur following a splash exposure. exposure. Injury on the corona can result. Contact lenses should not be worn. Dermal exposure to skin. Chemical burns to the skin with blisters formation can occur with solutions of uh, exhaling oxide. Excuse me. Um, and see, inhalation. This is a big one. This because I not only had it put in my nose, but but I inhaled it through my nose, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pulmonary irritation as well as pulmonary edema may be seen after exposure. Neurological effects such as synopsis, lethargy, headaches, dizziness, and seizures have been reported. Delayed symptoms include ataxia, fatigue, and weakness. So um, it says the, uh, the chronic long-term effects of this stuff is mainly neurological. It impairs both sensory and motor functions and can result in muscular atrophy, uh, reproductive Reproductive toxicity and carnitogenesis, I can't pronounce it, are possible. So it's a carnitogenesis. I can't, help me, help me with that word. Carcin carcinogenesis. It means it can Gosh, cause cancer. Just, it, might, it might be from my swab because it, it really knocked me. It really knocked me. Let me tell you guys. Um, so I wish I could show, I have a video of this. Uh, here's how bad it is when, um, the, okay, let me back up. This stuff's been around for a long time, like asbestos. And there are plants all over our country. And in 2018, these plants, when they make this stuff, they put it, uh, the, the after byproduct goes up into the air, like steam, but it's in the steam, it's in the byproduct, it's in the air. And these right. homes in these towns around these plants had an extremely high rate of cancer. So in 2018, the government was going to slowly phase it out like it did asbestos in the 80s. Right. It was going to slowly, uh, you know, put restrictions on these plants and slowly take it out. Well, you know what happened? COVID hit about a year and a half, two years later. So we you know what they did? They stopped. They scrapped all that. Why? Because they can use this to sterilize the swabs and if you don't take the vaccine, this is the next best thing to get you sick. Yeah. This stuff is bad. It is really bad. And and here's, a, if a fire department shows up, here's how they got it. If they had a leak and this stuff was leaking on the ground, let's say some of it leaked, they have to wear uh, a positive pressure self-contained breathing apparatus, wear chemical protective clothing that is specifically recommended by the manufacturer, and that's how, so they need a rubber suit and, and, and self-contained breathing apparatus or STBA so you can, so you can clean it up. That's right. the stuff they're putting on the tips of these swabs. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, you know, you don't want to take the shot. Okay, fine. You know, you can, you can just test. And yeah. now not everybody gets sick. I, I, I'm supposedly one of the first ones to ever get sick in our district from this in the last few months. That you know about, yeah. But I know about it. I think a lot of people got sick and headaches and nauseous, but they just didn't say anything. 
Because everybody's afraid to lose their jobs. Everybody's afraid to say anything. You know what? I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of God, but I'm not afraid of people. Uh You know? So, um, anyway, I mean, I got a couple more things here, Dave. Um, Sure. A lot of folks. This is part Uh, of our show tonight, Brian. So, you know, it's go for it. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Um, Let me go to another. Let's see. Oh, I should love all this, all the stuff we have now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, here, I got a couple more here. As, uh, let's see. Okay, and let's see if I can download. COVID, see, COVID, okay, now this is a PCR test. COVID PCR test swabs are as dangerous as inhaling asbestos. That's what this mm-hmm. article says right here. It says, um, an experimental physicist and biomaterials researcher examined various PCR test swabs under a microscope and found that the fibers they contain are as dangerous for humans beings as inhaling asbestos. So it's not just a chemical. They actually have heavy metals on the tips that you can't see unless you have a microscope. And one of the things I noticed when I got sick on Monday, actually I'm still sick from it, is I tasted metal in my throat, and my throat burned in the back, like I had a sore mm-hmm. throat. And I had none of these symptoms before my test. Right. And it's almost like I got the shot, and I'm starting to wonder if I did in an in, in a, in a incognito, in, indirect way. You know, what else did they put on there? And so, and the reason I did this test is the old tests where the swabs went way back inside, and they remember we right. talked about the nanobots. Mm-hmm. But I think they got away from nanobots They because they knew people were catching on to it and said, hey, let's do this. You can just have to give it. You can give it to yourself. I did it to myself, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, right. and it's right. rolled around. There. How, how bad can that be? It looks like a Q-tip, but mm-hmm. it didn't look like a Q-tip. It looked like a sponge on the end of a Q-tip stick. So um, the, it's the ingredients. Uh, the results show that there are made of tough materials that contain a large number of nanoparticles including silver, aluminum, titanium, and glass fibers, like fiberglass, right. all of which are declared <clears throat> declared on the PCR test package insert. According to the professor, if these fibers get stuck in the mucous membranes, they can cause severe wounds of in, and inflammation. Mucous membranes that are no longer intact can no longer fulfill the role of offending off, of offending off viruses. Hmm. Bacteria yeah. and fungi before they reach the airways. Interesting. And I gosh, I get I'm just mad because they, they did it to me. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe there's a reason for that. God always has a reason for stuff, right? So Yeah, that's right. You know, um and then let's see. Um here's another one. This is from the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. Heard of them? OSHA, yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh, you're gonna have to help me. I don't know why tonight. Maybe, maybe it is the, the test they did. I mean, I can't get my words together. Okay, this is on. Like, you can't see it, but this is on their page. Um, it gives a bunch of um, parts per million and milligrams and all that. I'll get to the English part. Um, <laughs> The National Institute for Occupational Safety and and, uh, Health says 
considers ethylene oxide to be a potential occupational car carcinogen. Carcinogen, yeah. As defined by OSHA. That's what's on the tip of the swab that I stuck on my nose. I mean, and it goes down and it gives different cases on this page of people who've gotten sick over the decades. This stuff's been around a long time. Uh -huh. It goes back into the 40s, I even think. I saw something about 1949. And it gives all the different things that happened to these people and what year it was and emergency exposure, short-term exposure, and all this stuff. Um, and then, let's see, I think I have one more here. Oh, that's not it. Come on, Brian. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> okay. So this one, I'm going to change, change just speed a little bit here. So here I avoid the shot for almost two years. And, and then I'm thinking, okay, they're not doing the long swabs to the back of the throat. So I'm thinking, okay, how bad can it be? They're just doing inside, right inside the nostril. Well, mm -hmm. I found out the hard way. <clears throat> now I've got to make a decision if I'm going to get fired, quit my job, or get tested. If I, I might try, like I said, I'm going to try that, that clinic and see if theirs is, I got to see it in person. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to look at, you're allowed to look at these swabs. And one other thing for people out there or in my position and have to get these tests, you can ask your, your employer for an MSDS sheet. And if you don't know what that is, a material safety data sheet, because there's a chemical on the end of that thing. And if, if any chemicals, there has to be a material safety data sheet right. on exposure. What happens if you get exposed? If you get in your eye, you get on your skin, how do you treat yourself? I mean, that's mm -hmm. law. That's OSHA law. So your right. employer has to give that to you. My employer still hasn't done it. Huh. And I asked them what's on it. They don't know. They're just saying they've been trained by their by the manufacturer to, to distribute it and to uh, do the test, and that's it. And I asked, well, I actually knew more about the kit than my the director did. I said, you know, they have dry swab you can use. Oh, they do? She goes, well, we can't change the kit. I go, well, it's part of – it's a it's a, an add-on. You can add it. So she's looking into that for me, which I appreciate. But the dry swabs that I've seen – I have these dry swabs here. And <laughs> – these dry swabs came out of a doctor's office. You know the little jars, Dave, that sit there with the little lids and you got the cotton yeah. balls? These came out of, out of, I was at a doctor's appointment, so I grabbed mm -hmm. them. And on the back, um, I've learned a lot. There's a lot of information on the back. It, it says on the back, sterile. But right next to the sterile, it says EO. So I put sterile, I put the name of the... McKesson, yeah, a cotton tip applicator sterile, and I put EO, and you know what came up? Web page after web page after web page of ethanol oxalate. Really? Yeah. So wow. if you want to know what's in your swabs, look on the back. Put the manufacturer's name, yeah, what you know, description of the device. And you'll see a little thing that says sterile, and it's in a little box, EO. Mm -hmm. And that's what came up. Wow. And, folks, 
You know, man. man. Um, I want to quote a real famous wise person, Forrest Gump. Stupid is is what stupid does. And you know why I say that? Because all these things here and almost all the kids that I saw are made in China. Right. They're made in China. You know, they knew they couldn't beat us in a direct war. They can probably now, but in the past they couldn't. So what did they do? I remember my uncle, Joe, who was my, like a dad to me, because my dad died when I was eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And he told me the Chinese are buying up property everywhere. And this was in the 70s. I go, right. they are? He goes, yeah, they're going to own the whole country. Watch out for the Chinese. I go, I thought my uncle was crazy. <laughs> he's right. That was 40 yeah. years ago. And he's yeah. totally right. And they came in the back door to America. They didn't come. They Now they're going to come in the front door. I think that's coming down the pipe pretty quick. Yeah. They came in the back door with buying all the properties, building big, huge businesses, investing in the NBA, the NFL, you know. And then I think it was – was it Reagan or was it uh, – who was Nixon, it? That, Nixon's the one Nixon. that made relations with them, yeah. So he opened the borders, uh, and I remember that. I remember that. That was a huge deal. And – that's when Walmart decided to go over there and target. And now most of our manufacturing is over there and right. all this medical supplies, and all these Q-tips and all the masks and everything that we use for COVID and the vaccines all come from China. Yeah. And so they tried to kill us. I don't really, really try to kill us with the vaccine and with the, with the COVID I think the COVID, they knew it wasn't going to kill a lot of people. It did, but not as many as we think. I think it was a way to get the door open to get us to take the vaccines, which really will kill us. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think that COVID was and to take our, uh, the government, our government to take our freedoms away so they can actually in, um, speed up the process of hurting us. Mm-hmm. And this speeding, this process of the medical community hurting us has been going on for 40 years. There's books written about it. I read a book about 20 years ago about this stuff, about the pharmaceutical companies with the hospitals, with the government and the FDA and the CDC, all in cahoots to make drugs that will hurt us but kind of help us. They do do have to work a little bit or nobody would use them. But the side effects years later would finally catch up to the people and would kill them or make them sick. So I got sick Monday from a Q-tip swab laced with a toxic chemical that was going to be banned in 2018 by the government. That's now being widely used across the country. And you don't hear this on the mainstream news. You just, I don't think I've ever heard this on Tucker or Hannity or or anybody. And um, I know it's out there. I know other people are talking about it, but this actually be, it should be a main story because Everybody's worried about the vaccine, so they're taking, so they're telling these people, the firefighters, you can, you can test and we won't let you mm-hmm. off. So they're testing them and they're getting them sick. Yeah. They're getting sick. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get sick. Like my supervisor got a little sick the day she did the test and she didn't, nothing happened supposedly. But it can't be good to put heavy metals in your body and chemicals that cause cancer that are known to cause cancer, that are more toxic and hurt your body as much as this breathing in asbestos. Just right. because something doesn't hurt you today doesn't mean it's not going to kill you tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, we've been we've been tricked. And I know a lot of us knew some of the stuff. Obviously, we had this show. We know I knew some of the stuff already, you know, the nanobots and the, the swabbing in the back of the nose. But I had no idea how bad it was and how widespread until this happened to me. It's everywhere. All these products, it's 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 everywhere, Dave. Right. And it is. It's um, <clears throat> they're they're making us choose life or death. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. To get the vaccine. Get it? You're probably gonna die. Let's just say you were gonna live to be 80. Who knows? Only God knows how long you're gonna live. But you get the vaccine, you live to 55. But there's no right. way to prove that it's shortened your life. Mm-hmm. But you exactly. all of a sudden, 10 years after you get it, you get cancer and you're dead in six months, 10 years later. Oh, you just uh-huh. got cancer 10 years later. Right. You know, right. How, how do you prove that? You don't. No, it's you just, don't. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. But when they were putting fish and food in lead cans in the 30s and 40s, and all of a sudden, you know, before the 30s and 40s, Alzheimer's was almost completely unheard of in the United States. You guys know that? Dave, right. you probably know that. Mm-hmm. But when they started canning things in aluminum cans and all these cans in the 30s and, or 20s, 30s and 40s, all of a sudden dementia and Alzheimer's started showing up in massive numbers. Yeah. And, and then they, and then they took, then they, oh, the, the CD, the FDA, oh, they saved us. They realized that, that we're being poisoned. So they outlawed the cans. I remember that. Mm-hmm. But then what do you buy Coke in? What's Coke come in? They all come oh, in aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. You, you're, not, you're even told not to cook in aluminum. I used to backpack, and I didn't know any better. I used to cook in aluminum pots. I don't do any more. Because right. all that aluminum leaches out into the food. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with um, frying pans. And what's the, what's the non-scratch stuff called, Dave? Oh, uh, Teflon. 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 Did you know there was tests done, and Teflon released in the air would kill a bird that's in the same room? Mm-hmm. The smell of, of, of the leaking Teflon. If it's coated and it's not scratched, it's not supposed to hurt you. But as soon as you scratch your Teflon pan and you start cooking with it, it's releasing toxic fumes. Right. The same thing with our microwaves. Russia doesn't use microwave ovens, and they're smart because the mm-hmm. microwave, it's cooking from the inside out and changing yeah. the molecules of the actual food you're eating. Mm-hmm. So whatever nutrients were in that food have now been destroyed and changed into something else that's more toxic. But right. it, it, see, the governments aren't stupid. They don't want to just come out and make something that's so destructive and that will kill you so quick because everybody would never buy it. But you do it over many yeah. years and decades. That's why our cancer rate is as high now as it has ever been. That's but right. yet we have all these gyms and all these health foods. We have all this stuff and medicines. Mm-hmm. We have penicillin now, you know, from 100 years ago. And But now they say the penicillin's not working because of the superbugs. I think it's all a lie. I think it's all a lie. Right. Uh, penicillin does work. These things do work. It's what they're doing with them. Mm-hmm. And they're engineering illnesses and they're engineering diseases. And I believe, I know for a fact, things I've read, they, they have a cure for cancer. They yeah. do, but yeah. they're never going to let it out because why? Because they're making billions of dollars. Uh, right. Pfizer last year during COVID, I think it's Pfizer made fifteen billion dollars, Dave. Yeah, fifteen right. billion. One company, and that was all from the vaccines. And you know where mm-hmm. that money came from? The federal government. That's where yeah. it came from because sure. they bought all the vaccines from them. 
and where'd the money come from the federal government? Me and you. Us. Yeah. And now they want another four trillion or five trillion. And just so you know, Biden's a horrible president. Hundred <laughs> percent. Kamala Harris, hundred percent. But you know what? Bush was bad too. Yeah. Bush was bad. George W. H. W. Clinton, Obama. They're all they're all the same to me. I used to be a you know staunch Republican. Now I'm a conservative. And I, I if, if if a guy's a conservative, he calls himself an independent, and he's got the right views. I'll vote for him. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and but there uh, until Trump came, uh, Trump gave us a four year reprieve and slowed things down. And yeah. so but back to the testing, folks, really research it. Ask your employer. You want to see the test kit. You can actually uh, you want to take a picture of it. You want to look the stuff up. Don't take it just for me, but you know, look this stuff up and do we have phones now. We don't have to go to the library. We can find everything we want. This is our Britannica encyclopedia. Remember those, Dave? Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> instead of a 50 books, now it's right here. And so use your phones, right. use your, your tablets and, and things to – you know what uh, – I'm done after this. You know what scares the government and scares or, or thing of people who want to take our lives away? is knowledge. Right. That's why in the dark ages, they burned the Bibles. That's why the Catholics remember that they was a Martin Luther during his time. Uh, there wasn't a lot of Bibles around. They didn't want to, they didn't want people to know that about God's grace. They didn't want to know people to know that you don't have to go through the Pope to get to God. Right. And so right. you keep people dumb and, and you dumb them down and then they'll do anything you want. And the perfect example of this is the movie um, with Den- Denzel Washington? Oh, what's it called? I just get in the top of my um, apocalyptic movie. It's, it's a really good movie. Uh, the Book of Eli. Yeah. And the whole Book of Eli is about he's going to take a Bible across the United States and have it taken to a place that's going to be be printed. And, and if you ever seen the movie, you know, uh, spoiler alert, it's in his head. It's in his uh, head. He had it memorized. That would be cool. But the, the the town he passed through to get there, this person that was running this town that was evil knew the power of the Bible, that it can change people's minds, and people who are evil can use it to manipulate people because it's right. knowledge. God's word is knowledge. And mm-hmm. so our biggest weapon in the times that we live is not fear, which I tell you, I, I was really freaked out the other day when my shoulders totally went numb on me. But, and just being honest, and, but in the big picture, God's got my life and Dave and viewers, whether you know it or not, God's in control. It may not seem like it, but he is, and he knows the days we're going to be here and not be here. He wants to give us wisdom, you know, and, not just believe everything that's happening and believe it's because somebody's even what I say, just look it up yourself. But God's in control. He's going to get us through this. And if you know him in your heart uh, and you do happen to go home, Paul said it's a much better place. And so it's a much better place. It's a real place, a real physical place. But while we're here, 
the way you fight back is do your research and don't let your employer bully you. It's your life. It's your body. You make your own decision. They right. don't make it for you. Yeah, they can fire you or they can make you do this and that, but you, it's up to you how you react. That's so it's up true. to you how you react to them. And believe me, I wanted to act out. I wanted to get upset, and I'm thinking I can't because it's not going to do any good because these people are drinking the Kool-Aid, and they just believe everything that the government tells them. So yeah, talking true. to them and arguing with your coworkers that don't agree with you is – throwing pearls before swine and just beating your head against the wall. You got to do what's right for your family. And, and, and that's what you got to do. And, um, I would just go to tell you these swabs are dangerous. These swabs yeah. are to me, unless I find a swab or a, a way to test to keep my job, these are like taking the shot. Yeah. No different. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Dave. I'm done. No, um, <clears throat> interesting because there's a quote and one of our shows was named after it and I can't find it, but, uh, there's a, a quote that, um, and it's just kind of a loose translation that, uh, knowledge is the enemy of, or is dangerous to the tyrant. Therefore, by default, um, knowledge is, is the enemy of the state, you know? So that's just, you know, that's what you were saying. You know, knowledge yeah. is the enemy of, of people that are in power. They don't want you and I to be smart. They don't want us looking things up. And that's that's why it's so frustrating when you talk to people. Oh, yeah, well, I watched on the news today, and they said that there's nothing wrong with the shot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, you know, years ago, years ago, I had a friend. Uh, actually, she's still a friend, but I worked with her, and she was from Armenia. And, you know, Armenia was part of the Soviet Union at one time. And I said to her, I said, I said, um, I came in and talked about something that was on the news and she just kind of went <laughs> and I went, yeah, I know why you're saying that. She goes, yeah. She says, what they tell you in the news is what they want you to know, you know, and here you got somebody from a little podunk country over in, you know, Eurasia that knows this. And most Americans who should know this don't know it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And another thing that kind of hit me when you were talking is, um, you know, you, you're pretty healthy, but I've been in a you know, hospital several times, had several surgeries. And usually when they put an IV in your arm, they, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the tubing, they flush it with saline solution. Okay. Right. And when they flush it with saline solution, you can breathe it and you can taste it in your mouth. So that means that that is going by the nasal pharynx, you know, where the, no the nose joins the throat. Yeah, that means that means that those that tissue back there is really got a lot of blood vessels in it, tons of blood vessels in it. And, you know, like a lot of times they'll tell you uh, if you oh, if a diabetic uh, has a low blood sugar, put, put a um, sugar cube under the tongue because that's the same way. There's a lot of veins under there and you put stuff in there, you know, it gets absorbed right away. And the same thing with the, the nose, you know, the veins are so close in that nasopharynx back there. That when, um, when you something goes in the nose, like your that stuff that ethylene oxate, oxalate is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, ethylene oxide. Oxide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when that goes in your nose, that just goes right back to that nasal pharynx, and it can go right into your bloodstream from there. You know, so that's probably why you had the headache. You had all the symptoms of a migraine. Oh my you head! Know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the symptoms of a migraine. And what's a migraine is the constriction 
the sudden constriction of the uh, the veins or the, excuse me the arteries in your head, you know, in your in your brain cavity here. You know, they constrict and they get they get really tight, and it's kind of like you have high blood pressure in your head. But um, and that's what it is, and so it's proof right there that things can get absorbed through your skin, can get absorbed through your nose, through your even your eye cavities, you know. But um, yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that 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 stuff did that, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a confession. I have never told anybody. Um, back in the, when I was a teenager, you know, I used to look for ways to get high. Um, and one of them, I you know, I heard about sniffing glue. You know, I didn't do this very much, maybe three times total. But boy, I'll tell you, boy, did you get a bad headache from that? And oh yeah, I bet. Oh, it was terrible, and uh, that's why I only did it two or three times. But um, I should have stopped there the first time if I was smart, but I wasn't so smart back then. I didn't know the Lord. Um, so proof again that things that go in the nose are are dangerous. Uh, look at all the people that snort cocaine. What are, why is cocaine what, the nose used for so many people that's, that take cocaine? They snort it up there. Blood vessels mm-hmm. right there. Boom. It's right in your system. You know? Right. And I can testify that that's the truth, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, they're I, – I can't prove it, and neither can you, I know. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if if, uh, if they're they're pulling a one-two punch with the swabs, you know, yeah. uh, we're going to make sure you're vaccinated. And if you don't take the vaccine, we're going to make sure it's in the swabs. And uh, what a better way for them to get it into your bloodstream than to put this uh, ethylene oxide on, on, a, on a swab, you know, and I'm not saying that happened to you. I'm just saying, I'm just theorizing. No, that, that's what happened to me. They, they, yeah. uh, they poisoned me. Yeah. But I don't know if it was COVID or not. You know, no, but, no, no, yeah, don't know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you know, you're you're even wiser now. You were wise before that, but um, now you know that the second one, you know, you have to be real choosy and and see what they're using for for a swab. And I have no doubt that when I all those times I got swabbed, that that same stuff was on there because they would take it out of the packet, you know, and then uh, they would break break it off a little bit, and then they would, you know, do your nose. They did it, not me. Um, and you know, what a, what a big insult to a person and to make them poison themselves by swapping it, you know, it's different yeah. than if another person does it, but if you do it yourself, it's like, you're, you know, it's like taking, um, a hundred reds, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, um, I don't know, but, uh, hopefully people will watch this show tonight or listen to it on, on, a, on that format. And, you know, they'll get some, they'll get the idea that, you know, uh, even though you're not getting the shot, the the swabs might not be a good idea either. You know, and I read, uh, Brian, because I read a lot of that material too. I looked it up and um, they said that that ethylene oxalate dissipates and that's what alcohol does anyway. You know, it kind of dissipates, yeah. but it doesn't go away totally. No. You know, if you have a Q-tip that and you left it out for a day and all the alcohol dissipated out of it, and you put it in your nose, you still smell alcohol. Yeah. Because it's it's still gonna be there. You know, it's it's right. it's it's in the cotton. And another thing that I you know, and I'm sure you read too, is that oh you told me about it actually. They're mm-hmm. not just using cotton, some of the swabs are polyester. They call and them cotton, but yeah. Yes, it's it's a polyester cotton. Mm-hmm. And um 
polyester is made from plastic. So is fiberglass, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, you're putting that up your nose and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's totally dangerous. It really is. And, you know, and I was thinking, you know, you're talking about, you know, they might fire you and stuff, but what happened to me was that because I'm a nurse, I can't go out and get work anywhere now. Nowhere, absolutely nowhere because nurses are mandated in, in Oregon to get, to get the vaccine. And if I tried to go to work, the board of uh, the board of nursing or nursing board in Oregon would know that I'm working. And I'm sure somebody would come knocking on my employer's door. Hey, this guy hasn't had the vaccine, right? you know, and, um, and I'm not going to test, you know, and, and you can't travel anywhere now unless you get tested, you know, so it's, I know they got you between a rock and a hard place. And hopefully it won't stay that way because all around the world, people are starting to protest about this. Um, Italy is a big one. Uh, people took to the streets in Rome. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but um, France is really, they're really revolting against it. Uh, they're getting out in the street by the hundreds of thousands in France and, and protesting Good. against it. And a little side note, now this doesn't have to do with COVID, but uh, somehow they were, the French government was doing something to the farmers that was going to make them lose their money. I can't remember what it was. The farmers took their um, their fertilizer trucks and they all went to this one building that was a government building and they sprayed all the sidewalks and all the entrances and everything with manure. <laughs> oh, good. And then, and then just drove away. Good. So, yeah, I know. It's you know it's, wow. it's BS. It's BS that they're giving us. So why don't I give it a little yeah. back? You know. Back. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, it's better to give oh. than receive. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But, um, wow. yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It really is. And, um, and you know, look what's happening. Did you watch that video of that nurse that was talking outside the hospital? Uh, she's got brown hair. She's kind yeah, of tan. I, yes. About the, about the, uh, about the charter bus that brought in the yes. from FEMA. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the FEMA nurses are not required to get, to get the vaccine. The so, audience may not know about that video. I wonder if you want to. I think I think it. I played it on here, but just in case somebody oh, did, didn't okay. see it. Well, just in case they didn't see it, a nurse went to visit a friend in the hospital, and uh, saw a big uh, bus parked outside. Maybe more, maybe more than one bus. I don't know. And you usually know them because they're white buses. There's no markings on them whatsoever. And uh, she walked up to some woman that was standing. I said, "Hey, what you doing?" You know, and oh well, I'm a nurse and I've come here to work. And she goes, "Oh, really?" She says. Why are you here? You know, well, you know, a bunch, there's a nursing shortage now. And, you know, uh, I came here to kind of help out. Well, come to find out that this woman works for FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Act. And um, so she says, well, you know, she says, so are you vaccinated? And one goes, no, we don't have to. It's voluntary. And she goes, let me get this straight. So you're coming in unvaccinated, working with his patients when this hospital just gave the boot to, hundreds of nurses that did that wouldn't take the vaccine, but you don't have to take it. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that's what it was the last show or show before that, the federalization of the healthcare system. Obamacare exactly. was, is Obamacare was bad enough. Okay. I mean, that's, that's ruined everybody's lives, but, um, but now they're, you know, they're, they're bringing in federal nurses to work in the hospitals and, you know, this look at it this way too, because a federal nurse can be can report to a federal agency. 
you know? So the nurse says, well, this person came in, they wanted treatment and we gave them treatment, but they didn't have the vaccine. She's got their complete medical record. She could send it right to the feds. You know, I mean, it's a major HIPAA violation, major. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> why, why obey laws? Because no laws are being obeyed by the federal government hey, anymore. They're breaking our constitution every day. Why? What's a couple of medical laws, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, man, I'm telling you, it's, uh, we're watching the systematic destruction of the United States of America. And, uh, you know, when, when uh, I caught this, a lot of people didn't when Barack Obama got elected or before when he ran. The first time he said that he was going to fundamentally change the the fabric of our nation. So what's a fundamental change? What's a fundamental? It's a foundation. Okay, it, it is the foundation that a nation's built on. So right. he was gonna he was gonna change the foundation. Well, what's the foundation? The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the founding fathers, um, the laws of the land. You know, you name it is the fundamental uh, foundation that the country's built on. So he's basically saying, I'm coming in to destroy this country, you know, and it's never going to be what it was like before I got in here. And boy, isn't that the truth? I mean, he could have done a lot worse, but he, he did pretty bad. And now you got this Shlemiel that's in there that's totally, you know, uh, the only thing we got going for us is that he doesn't know day from night and, you know, whether to scratch his, scratch his watch or wind his rear end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, so it's uh, we're witnessing something that I thought I'd never see, you know, but my dad told me years ago, um, he said that what's going to happen is you're going to see the Soviet Union become like the United States and the United States become like the Soviet Union. And, you know, th- that way you, you go like this and then you, you bring mm-hmm. it down and there's there's parity, you know. Right. And that's what's happening. We're turning exactly. into what the Soviet Union once was and they're turning into a democratic um, capitalist society. So, so right. now when, when, when it, now they're so capitalist that when things turn around, they're going to be pressured to become more communist again, you know, and we're going to become more too much, too communist. And we're going to, so the whole thing is socialism. It's communism, but socialism right. is right in the middle. You know, it's, it's yeah. right in the middle between capitalism and, and communism. So um, coming to a theater near you, you know, I know it's, oh. it's, it's crazy. Um, go ahead. I do interrupt. No, no, that's okay. Um, but the whole thing is, and you know, I know we still got a lot of time to go, but I have to throw this in before I forget. Yeah, go. Yeah. You know, it almost sounds like, you know, from what we've been talking about that there's no hope, you know, but there is hope, but mm-hmm. there's only, there's only one way to get hope. And that's with the creator of hope. Um, that's right. uh, that's Yahweh. It's Yeshua, um, and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ basically is what I said in Hebrew. But um, you know, there's and I've asked people before, you know, and there's nobody in a chat room right now, so I can't ask. But um, how do people that don't know the peace of Yahweh managed in this world? I, I don't understand that. I don't want to understand it to tell you the truth by living it, but. I would like somebody to explain this is how we do it. This is how we don't go totally insane. Why we don't, you know, just start shooting everybody indiscriminately, you know, and although Mm -hmm. that's happening a lot more. um, But uh, I just don't understand it. And uh, maybe if people were to stop and think about it, they wouldn't understand it either. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, yeah, what am I doing? You know, how am I doing this? It's I'm, you know, I'm basically kind of crazy. 
you know, because I'm I'm trying to live in a crazy society and think that I'm I'm living in it on my own accord um, as um, as sane. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not calling trying to call people crazy. Believe me, not I'm not. But you have to have some degree of um, you have to be used to the craziness in order to be able to survive in it. And I, you know, the human is um, human beings are are made to where we can kind of adjust to our our environment. You know, um, well, like we're doing right now, kind of with yeah. the communism that's going on. You know, we're adjusting. You know, uh, we don't like it, but we're adjusting, um, and then we don't want to adjust, of course. And a lot of us will fight not to adjust, but um, you know, we can do that, but um, you can only go so far with that. You know, to to the point where you've said that's enough. Um, as a good illustration, I think would be the Muslims over in the, in the Middle East. Um, who are coming to faith in Yeshua like crazy, okay? Yeah. Um, left and right, right and left. Um, they're having dreams and visions. And if you want a Muslim to get saved, pray that the Lord will show them a dream or vision because that is the clincher. Um, you can talk to your blue in the face, but if the Lord himself visits them, um, it's it's profound to, to the Muslim. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of them are coming to faith because of that or by that. Um, but uh, and I think that that's important for everybody, actually, not just the Muslim, that we pray that people that have been um, stone hearted, uh, hard headed, uh, that the Lord, we pray that the Lord just talks to them and uh, and convinces them himself. And, and there's a scripture about that. No one comes to the father except through me. Right. So, you know, we can just ask the Lord to kind of to honor that statement. And uh, and do this to uh, those of, those that we love or know and care about, and even the ones that we don't love and care about. That's maybe even more important. But um, it's because um, this, you know, like I said, Brian, this world is going nuts. It really is. It's um, we got a we got a government that says that they're righteous, but they're right. some of the worst worst people that ever existed on the face of the earth. You know. Right. <laughs> um, and if you don't believe me, just look at Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and and uh, some of the other uh, George Soros would be a good person to look at because that guy is wicked and evil to like there's no tomorrow. Oh. Um, yeah. And he funds a lot of things that happen in this country, too. And my understanding is the country of Hungary has got a warrant out for his arrest. So, really, uh, he's, yeah, he's got dual citizenship on Hungary and the United States. So. So he's probably in this country somewhere. Not not that anybody should do anything about that. <clears throat> um, but uh, you know, it's uh, if this country ever comes around and, and decides to um, pursue charges against that Shlemiel, and I'm being nice by calling him that, um, then maybe uh, something would happen. But um, so Brian, have you been checking out Rapture Ready and, and seeing what's going on there and stuff, or? Oh, yeah, every day. Um, I can't keep up. You know, um, I was actually, when you were talking, you reminded me of a verse. I think it's First Kings. Uh, Elijah, Israel surrounded and Elijah is with his servant. I think it's Elijah. Oh, yeah, Elisha, yeah. What, what, is that First Kings? Do you know where that's I, at? I think it would probably have to be Second Kings, actually, because that, that was um, before the kingdom fell. Yeah, and, and the servant is scared because surrounding Israel are hundreds of thousands of, I think, Philistines. 
And no, they, were, they, like were ser- they, they were serious, Brian. Yeah. Serious. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's why I missed. I, I wish I could read it because it's like, it's really cool because we were talking, you were talking earlier this about all this bad stuff going on and the fear. And I was reminded of that passage today that um, Elijah's there and Elijah can see the army of God. And, but the servant couldn't. He could just see the physical army of the enemy. And so I see you looking it up. If you look at it, find it, uh, let me know. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up, folks, is because um, it looks like the enemy's surrounding us. It looks like the school districts are winning. It looks like these blue states are, are getting their way. It looks like our country is going down the tubes quick, and, and the enemy is surrounding everything, and the enemy's getting its way, and they're the loudest speaking, and they're pushing all these laws and all this. But then as Elijah's servant was shaking in his boots, Elijah said to him, God, open his eyes. And so he opened his eyes. And this is a true story. I take the Bible literal. And I know Dave does too. And he could see thousands of, uh, maybe hundreds of thousands of angels surrounding the enemy that's about to attack them. He says, don't worry, the battle belongs to the Lord. Tonight, the Lord is, in, is will fight for us. And we can't see what's going on in the spiritual realm. It says in the New Testament, the things that are seen that we see, like we see now, is temporary. I'm temporary. You see me on video right now, but my life is someday I'm going to be in heaven. I'm not going to be here because I'm temporary. Right. I'll be living forever in heaven, but as far as my earthly time will be over. Mm-hmm. But the things we don't see, the spiritual realm, that we think we poo-poo it off, like, oh, it's not real, or some people think that. And, you know, God's just an insurance policy. You only use them when you need them. Uh, that's eternal. It says God, the earth, heavens and earth are going to pass away, but God's word will never pass away. Right. So my point is, with all this fear and all this stuff, and, and that's another thing. The enemy always likes you to make you doubt and fear. Satan right. did it to Adam and Eve in the garden, made him doubt and made him fear. Mm-hmm. And that's how they work, fear and intimidation. But you come against fear and intimidation with facts and truth and steadfastness. You believe what you believe and nobody's going to shake you from it. Doesn't matter what the doesn't matter what your friends are doing, what other people in church are doing. As for you and your family, you are going to worship the Lord and follow the Lord. So I say all this because of all this stuff going on. God's, God's behind, is, his, his army of angels is surrounding us. Everybody who's listening to me and watching me right now, if you're a believer in Yeshua, you have an angel that has been assigned to you to watch over you your whole life from before, right after you were born, before you were saved, to after you're saved, to your death or to rapture. Right. And we all have at least one, and I think several times in our life, or more than once, there's more than one helping. And so, and protecting, besides the Lord and the Holy Spirit and Yeshua. So I say that because God's in control of what's going on. Uh, Elijah's servant was scared, but then God opened his eyes. He saw the army of God surrounding the enemy of Israel. And this goes for me, and not just for anybody listening or watching, Ask God to show you what's really going on. 
what the real enemy is behind the political system, behind COVID. Who's the real enemy? It's demons, and the head guy is called Satan. He's behind all of this. He's a father of lies. He's a deceiver, and he's 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 the one pushing COVID. He's the one pushing the fear. He's the one pushing the shots. He's the one closing the churches and closing the stores and the restaurants. Satan is, not God. And so how do we come against him? In Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about the armor of God. Know that you're saved. If you're doubting your salvation, get in the scriptures and study it out and know that you're saved. Believe that God is real. Believe that he'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, know the word of God. It's, it's like a two-edged sword. Know the, the written word of God. Know If somebody asks you, why are you so happy and you have so much peace, it says so you can give an account on why you feel that way. You can explain right. to them through the scriptures. So anyway, I'm done with that. It's just um, we are in a most – and, you know, we're in a time that's just unbelievable, and it's not going to change, folks. It's, it's, it, could, it could have times of getting a little bit better, but the train is going down the track, and the end of the track is Jesus returning. That's what's the end of the track. Right. So um, – but it's just the times we live, and don't let fear – overtake you and it's overtaken me even to even uh tuesday when I, that physical thing happened to me it freaked me out a little bit and uh i was like this is really weird and it didn't happen until i took the, the test so um don't be afraid i might have to quit my job i might get fired however you want to say it and uh, right. i have a really good job full benefits and I'm from Oregon. I live down here. Dave's in Oregon. I want to get back to Oregon because I have grandkids up there and Dave's up there and family's up there. But it's thousands of dollars to move back and you lose your job. And I live in one of the most expensive places in the world to live in LA County. Right. So it's, it's a little frightening, you know, but I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't ask for this fight. It was brought to me. Exactly. I didn't cause this. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my fault. It's not your fault. So God's on our side. And maybe this is God. Uh, sometimes in the midst of the most biggest persecutions is when God actually does the most miracles and work. That's so right. he had to persecute the Jews to get them out of Jerusalem to spread the gospel throughout the world. That's why That's he great. had to do that. So mm-hmm. um, during the Jesus movement, during the Jesus movement, if you guys don't remember who were alive then, um, we just came out of World War II, just came out of Korea, I think, just going into Vietnam, and the political unrest was crazy. And people were into drugs, alcohol, the hippies, a lot like now. And people were searching. And something happened during those 70s. Jesus literally showed up in America and saved tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people in a very, very short time within a few years. In a very real way, too. In a very real way, and it was incredible. And um, I was part of that, and and Dave was too. And can that happen again? Yeah, it sure can. Can America get another revival? Yeah. Will it fix the government and the corruption? Maybe, but that's not the reason God would do it. He would save people so they don't go to hell. You don't want to go to hell when you die. 
You don't want to live in fear of death. I don't live in fear of death. I know Dave doesn't either. Um, I don't want to be maimed by some stupid disease that's been thrown at me on purpose, Mm -hmm. but I'm not afraid. So I have that assurance because I know Yeshua in my heart. I've known him for a long time. And so no matter what happens in my life, the mistakes I make, and I make a lot of mistakes, he's always there. And Mm -hmm. I'm not a perfect person. Nobody is. But Jesus died for the unperfect and the imperfect in the center. And uh, that's I know. And uh, many of you do too. And if you're listening and watching, don't be afraid. Yeshua knows what's going on. Just trust him. Use your brains. Don't just knee-jerk reactions. And just uh, know that the Lord is in control here. That's right. I found that scripture. Can I read it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, this I love this story because mm-hmm. the the what precipitated uh, for it to happen and what happened at the end are just as glorious as what happened to the servant. Um, yeah. Was talk, the king of Syria was making war against Israel. I'm going to kind of encapsulate that. Yeah. yeah. And um, and he's saying to his servants, you know the the um, you know the generals, I guess, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God said to the king of Israel, saying, Beware, do not go to this place. The Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place which the man of God had told him. Uh, thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called to his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which one of us is for the king of Israel? thought that he had a spy in his midst, Um, but Mm -hmm. it was really God telling him. Okay. And one of his servants says, no, my Lord, O king, but Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha, the prophet who was in uh, Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And he was told him saying that he surely he's in Dothan. And so anyway, that, this is where he said, sent the horses and chariots, a great army there. And they surrounded the city of Dothan. And it says, when the servant of the man of God, which would be Elisha's servant, and you, like you said earlier, arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city and horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around, Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike these people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. Now Elisha said to him, This is not the way, nor is the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man who you seek. But he led them to Samaria. So he was leading them right back to the Israeli army. Um, so, it was, so it was when he came to Samaria that Elisha said, oh, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes and they saw that they were inside uh, Samaria. <clears throat> now, when the king of Israel said to them, saw them, he said to Elisha, my father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? And But he answered, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those whom you have taken captive with your sword or with your bow? Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared a great feast for them. 
And after they ate and drank, he sent them, sent them away and they went to their master. So the bands of Syrian raiders never came no more into the land of Israel. <laughs> I love this story. It's so awesome. Yeah, I love it too. I love that story. <clears throat> oh man. I know. I mean, God set a trap and pulled them right in it. Yeah. And they had every right to kill those guys too, but I know. (laughs) But God said, I'll do that. Let's, let's just send them back to their master with full, with full bellies and, you know, everything else. And that had, you know, what is, what does the scriptures say that you're supposed to be nice to your enemies? It's like keeping fire on their heads. Yeah. Coals. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's good. That's really good. It's kind of convicting too, because the kind of the way that we're talking about, don't get me wrong. I I really don't like what's going on, but the way that we're talking about like Soros and stuff like that, that's, that's like the Syrians, you know, surrounding us and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. so what do we do? What do we do in that case? Now we're not talking new Testament here. We're talking old Testament and we're talking about eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but God showed grace. You know, even during those times, God showed grace. And if you don't believe yeah. there's grace in the Old Testament, there it is right there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that, I don't know if you heard the story. Now, this is, you know how we, actually, people are kind of, we don't have power to fight this right now. Okay. We can talk about it like we do on this show. People can file lawsuits. A lot of them are getting thrown out of court because we have corrupt judges and stuff. But, um but God takes care of things. Now I heard a story today and I can't remember where it was. I think it was in Australia. The police showed up with guard dogs, you know, uh, to, to put the uh, people back, you know, and the guard dogs actually turned on the cops. And started, started attacking the cops. <laughs> like oh, that's, that's, cool. that's, that's got God all over it. But and the guy said, oh, you know, that, yeah, they probably totally. have, yeah, he said, they probably have the, the, the sense to know, to know who's more evil. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I thought I love that story when I read it today. But um, so that's how you know we'll get taken care of. I'm sure. Um, I have no doubt about that. You know, Brian, I've always taught people about. I have, I call it the eleven fifty nine and fifty nine second principle. Um, for years, um, I was, I would I would tell the God or ask God. Actually, I was telling him. That's the problem. And I'd say, Lord, you know, please, you know, make this happen. And, but in my mind, I was like, hey, okay, I'm going to wait for a little while. If he doesn't do it, I'm going to do it, you know, <clears throat> and uh, which is sin big time. It's mm-hmm. it's absolutely not faith at all. A lot of times he was faithful to do it anyway, but uh, I never got blessed like I could have had I waited. So, um, and that's been a problem I've dealt with most of my Christian walk, you know, it's been trusting um, and waiting. But, you know, the past eight, ten years, um, maybe longer uh, now, but I've been in, in a place where I have to wait, you know, and and I can't do anything yeah. about it. So I have to and it's always he'll always bail me out or bail us out, as the case may be, at 1159 and 59 seconds at the very last second is when the answer comes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And it used to be I got mad at that. You know, but now I'm kind of like, hey, this is kind of neat. Let's just see what the Lord's going to do at 1159. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So if, if you're like me and you used to be that way, folks, just 
chill out and let go and let God. Because <laughs> you'll get he said, more God is never late, but he's always on time. That's right. That's right. Because it's his time. Yeah. Yeah, he can't yeah. be late. Uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm tired. So it's... No, that's okay. No, it, I, it, I, me it, too, because I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, they're static. I hear nanobots talking to me in my brain. So it's kind of loud. <laughs> nanobots. Uh... <laughs> I got nanobots probably. Um, you know who's got well, nanobots is Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Because he, he was telling people to get out of his chair in the Senate. And nobody, there was nobody sitting there. So he's. Oh boy. He's got yeah. the Biden syndrome. I, I think that they should drug test all of the Senate and all of Congress. Because I think that if they did, they're going to find out these people that are very uh, strong doses of antipsychotics. Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that they're they're all crazy. And uh, yeah. that's why we're, we've got what we've got, you know. Yeah, yeah and um, um, what was I going to say? Well, maybe later, before the show ends, we're going to bring up that video about Tom. Tom. About about Tom, video about Tom. I didn't want to say the last name because she didn't want to talk about it. The, the actor? Oh, no, we could talk about that. Okay, but real, yeah. real quick, um, Tom Hanks, everybody. Um, I was just going to – there's something I downloaded today because – back to COVID a little bit, if it's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, they're trying to wipe out COVID. If they do, it's the first time in history that's ever going to be done to wipe out a virus. It's never been done, ever. And I downloaded an article today, and it says, um, humans are free. Spain, Ministry of Health forced to confirm it has never isolated the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Nobody has. Right. So SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated. These viruses, and there's hundreds of viruses. You go on a can of Lysol, and it says it kills 99% of all the viruses, right? You remember that whole thing? With Trump, you know, the Lysol spray. But yeah. um, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of diseases that potentially can attack any one of us and kill us at any, one, at any time or get us sick. And, right. I mean, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different things. And, yet, yeah, and through history, there are outbreaks. There's, you know, the plagues and the different things, that, uh, the Spanish flu and things like that. But right. did it not? Did it wipe us out? No. Did it kill a lot of people? Yes. Because what happens is, God, um, and I believe this is a God ordained immune system that He's given each human being on this planet. Right. So there's different kinds of I see of of events of health events through history. You have the mm -hmm. common cold, which everybody gets once in a while. Most people do, or the flu season, whatever you want to call it. And you get the flu, you get a fever, you know, you might kind of, you know, be sick for a couple of days or a week, whatever it is, and your body builds the antibodies because it takes a while for your brain to send a message to you that antibodies, you need to, you need to stop this thing from spreading in the body. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just a lay person trying to describe this. So, so it stops the virus or the cold and you get sick, you're not bad, but then you have the, the super viruses that kill, like the Spanish flu and influenza, kill hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, or the plague and things like that. Right. 
but it never destroys and kills and eliminates mankind. Why? Because there's a lifespan, there's an expiration date on every disease. And it starts Mm -hmm. in one person, and that first person that gets it, gets it the worst, let's say. And as it spreads through the population and it morphs into something else, it gets less and less and less because the bodies are building up immunity to it and fighting it off. So what devastated the first person, the hundredth person just got a sniffle because it's called herd immunity. Mm -hmm. God built herd immunity into our DNA so mankind will be wiped out by these diseases that are around us everywhere. But we don't always, but our immune system is so strong, most, most of us, not all of us, but a lot of us, that we don't even realize what our body's doing every day by defending it against a lot of these things, including cancer. Mm-hmm. So That's because right. God made an immune system, and I think mm-hmm. God knows how to make a body, and I think he knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, he's called the creator. He's the architect. Mm-hmm. He's the engineer. He's the guy in the main office who drew the prints up and built it. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. And so the Ministry of Spain confirms they can't even isolate the SARS virus. So what makes them think that they're going to isolate the COVID virus? First of all, my opinion, they're never going to isolate the COVID virus. And you know why, folks? Because it's fake. Uh-huh. It's fake. It's a fake virus. It's non-existent. Do people get sick? They got sick. Did they die? Yes, they did. Was it from COVID? No. It was from, from the something flu. else. It was something else to kill him. It wasn't COVID. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of that. So back to the immune system. So we have this awesome immune system that God's built. And it's, it's, a, it's our, uh, um, our first line of defense is our skin, the dermis, uh, epidermis, whatever you would call it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's also the biggest organ in the body is the skin. Most, some people may know that, but it is. Dave knows that. Right. But it's very porous. That's why you could... You spill toxic chemicals on there, it goes right into your blood system, right? And that's why yeah. you got to be careful about lotions, what you put on your body, because it may make lotions to poison us. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that's we right. put on our bodies, makeup and these lotions, is designed to get us sick. So mm-hmm. you do your research. So skin is the first thing. You get a cut, the first defense is open. Now germs can get in. What happens? It starts to sab over to close it up to protect it from any bacteria coming in. The next thing that happens is uh, it starts to clot uh, to stop the bleeding, right? right? And then the antibodies start to kick in to keep you from getting infected. So right. I'm saying all this because it's kind of, it's kind of, I've been thinking about this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. I have a little bit of knowledge, but I'm not a doctor, but I know enough. If you take out the outer defense, you bypass the outer defense of the, of, of the defense, right? You get bypass the dermis or the epidermis. How do you do that? Orally. You go through the nose, you go through the mouth, you go through the eyes, whatever can get inside. Mucous membranes, so, yeah. Membranes. So they, the, the virus can't attack you through the skin, uh, but it can attack you by breathing and inhaling and ingesting. So the next thing they do, the, the these people that are trying to kill us with these vaccines, they bypass the skin. They go through the oral airways and all that. Then what they do is once they get in there, they attack the very system that's supposed to protect us when something gets in there, Right. the immune system. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they Well, first of all, um, 
people with clotting disorders. My wife has one. And you have to take blood thinners. But some, uh, Coumadin is one of them. That's a derivative of a rat poison. Yeah, or foreign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you put, if you're on Coumadin, and my wife was, it's rat poison. It's very low dose, but it's rat poison. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's got to be something else besides rat poison to thin your blood, and there is. They just don't want to use it on you. Why? Right. Because they want to keep you from dying from blood clots, but they want to weaken you so you'll get something else. Why? So you can go to the hospital. You can go to the doctor. You can, and, you, and I'm talking about this has all happened before COVID. It's been going on for 100 years. And now we're seeing the results of the medical system. It is a money-making machine. Right. And I would tell anybody tonight, and this goes for me, and I pray, Dave, don't let me go into a hospital. Dave. Do not go to a hospital unless you absolutely have to. If I was a surgeon general, I would put a warning, stay out of the hospital, stay out of the ERs, not just because of all the MRSA and all the stuff that's there, because of COVID now, you go in there with pneumonia, you're going to die of COVID. You go in there with some kind of skin thing, you're going to end up getting COVID and you're going to die in there. Or you're going to be so sick, you're going to want to die. They are Mm -hmm. death camps. They are not all of them, but a lot of them now because the government's paying $49,000 for every death of COVID. And so it's it's a money thing. So I'm going to go back to the body thing now. So they bypass the the skin. They get into the airway and the nasal cavity and the mouth and all that. They go into the body. And what the first thing they do, they take out the immune system with these shots. It's the first thing. That's your first line of defense against any disease. Yeah. Is yeah, is good health, you know, washing your hands, obviously eating good, but some of us we wear ourselves out because we're so stressed out. We're working all these hours and we our immune system drops a little bit and we get sick. And you know what happens when that yeah. happens? Your body forces you to rest. And as soon yeah. as you start resting and you treat some of the symptoms with something just to take the, the edge off, which is totally okay, everybody does it. Why do you start healing? You don't heal because you take NyQuil. You take, you take NyQuil causes your body to sleep. And during your sleep, your immune system repairs itself. Right. Because the reason you got sick in the first place is you let your immune system get low because you're stressed out and you didn't take care of yourself. But mm-hmm. as soon as your body, it, it makes you, it shuts you down. It makes you want to sleep. It makes you tired on purpose. Yeah. So it forces you to sit on the couch or go to bed and sleep. And that's when the immune system says, oh, I got some rest. Now I can build back up and we can fight this thing and kick it out. And that's what it does. These shots are designed to totally take your immune system and destroy it. Then what they do, once it's gone, they make this cocktail called a booster shot. And in this booster shot, the immune system's gone by the time you get the booster shot. Whatever's left of it is very small, maybe 10%. Mm -hmm. They, they put uh, chromium, they put a lot living organisms, they put nanobots, they put, uh, you know, tomatoes and celery and carrots, and they put whatever they can in there, <laughs> and they put it in your body, and your immune system so low, it has no way to defend itself. Now you're sick. Right. And not only are you sick, but the booster is the only thing that can keep you alive. So they keep coming. You have to keep going back for the booster because there's enough of something in there 
to keep you alive, but it makes also makes you sick. It's making you right. sick, but it's keeping you alive. And some people will die, obviously. They just will. It's been so, happening anyway. Yeah. And so that's what's happening to our bodies. And this is why half of America, and I don't think 90% of America has been vaccinated or 60, but I think it's less than half or about half. Mm-hmm. And that's why firefighters who are around this stuff, nurses and doctors who are in the medical field are refusing to take the shot. Right. And a lot of them are refusing to do the, the uh, testing because of what happened to me. Yeah. And so um, the best way to protect yourself through this is take care of yourself, take vitamin D and zinc and all those things, get some sleep, eat a decent diet. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go out and make this huge concatenation of different things and herbs and make all this stuff. Just that's it. Take care of yourself. Yeah, and your body right. through God will um, fight off ninety nine point nine percent of the stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, cancer when cancer usually hits somebody, it's usually and I'm I'm not a doctor and I'm just, just stuff I've read and observations. It's when that person is in a very stressful time of their life and their immune system is low because stress, and that's another thing, the government knows it's stressing people out. That's why they locked us down on purpose. Yeah. And they exactly. separated us so we couldn't talk to each other, encourage each other. And they kept mm-hmm. our families apart on purpose because right. when you're isolated and you're alone and you're depressed, your immune system comes down even more. Yeah. And so, and you lose hope. When you lose hope in your psych, in your psych, psychology speaks here. I mean, when when you lose, when your mindset is losing hope, your body follows along, and you just get depressed. And when you're depressed, you don't eat, you don't drink the right fluids, you don't sleep. Your immune system comes down. Then they put a vaccine in you. I mean, this is this is. I tell you what, they plan this perfectly. This sure, whole yeah. thing that's going on to to take us out. It's, it's, it's genius. It's mm-hmm. actually genius. And um, on their part, it, it is. But you know what? It's wrong. What they're doing to us is evil. It's, it's demonic, a lot of it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the only way to push back is, first of all, if you don't know Jesus in your heart, give your heart and your life to Jesus and ask him to come into your heart. The second thing is, is to live for him, obviously, the best you can. And it's, it's a struggle in this world, but you do the best you can. Right. The other thing is, is to be smart, to be educated about what's going on around you. Don't just turn on Channel 7 News and wherever you live, in whatever part you live in this world. And the news says that uh, the unvaccinated are spreading the virus. Don't believe it. Right. Go look it up yourself. Take your phone. <clears throat> Look at shows like ours. There's many podcasts out there like ours. And um, I, I feel like the podcasts like ours and the other ones that are similar to ours are the bread and butter right now of of, of what's going on. Because, um, and I'll just say this, and I've said this before, and it breaks my heart, but I like Tucker. I like Sean. I like Laura Ingram. Um, and they do really well, They but they they're not speaking out about the vaccines, how bad they are. They're not speaking out about the swabs. They're not speaking out about, you know, um, the fake numbers that they are a little bit. 
but yeah. they're not they're not pushing back they're not coming against china that much and, and a little bit but not no. a lot they're they're kind of holding back and and it bothers me because they have such a huge platform man if i had that platform or dave and i had that platform and we had millions of people listening and watching this every night man that would be awesome because we could get the actual real facts out and i know there's people watching this now they're thinking we're wackadoo and you guys don't know what you're talking about you know that's your opinion and i just yep. say to you um if you believe that almost a million people have died from covid in this country in the last 18 months i have a bridge in arizona i will sell you really cheap yeah because all you got to do is get on that phone and start researching what's really going on and it's out there get off google go on duckduckgo or go 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 other places and you will find it that's why they want to censor us because Jesus literally said it and it's a famous line the truth will set you free the truth yeah. of salvation sets us free from sin but the truth from this madness will set us free from the headaches and the depression that we see around us that's true and the way you push back is being knowledgeable about what's going on and not falling into it and and like i mentioned before don't wear your mask go to church worship and i tell you right now if you're in a church and you're standing before the worship team and they don't have a mask on but everybody else does shame on you shame on you mm-hmm. if jesus was in your church and he is in every church that is that knows him and he's standing right next to you would jesus have a mask on with the worship band seriously would jesus no. be worshiping the father with a mask really right and then, yeah. and then Jesus would say fear not for I am with you but I am with you but you still need to wear a mask even though you should mm-hmm. fear not this is this is a pet peeve with me Dave sorry I am no that's okay no it makes a lot it, of sense it's just you the, if the mask works so great then why is covid so rampant here quote mm-hmm. why have so many people gotten sick if these lockdowns work right Florida and Texas are pretty much completely open and they have the, the lowest covid rates in the nation That's you, right. you look at it on, on the Saturday NFL games in these states, and they're packed, and nobody's got masks on, and they're supposed to be super spreader events, but they never, and that never happened. Everything's a lie they're telling you. But mm-hmm. especially for the churches, it's a mockery to the Lord Jesus, to Yeshua, to wear a mask while you worship Him. Right. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. How do you do that when your mask is covering your mouth? like that it's an insult to the lord and i and i'm just going to say any churches and i know several that are still pushing this shame on you yeah exactly. masters shame on you come on mm-hmm. what are you afraid of you're afraid of gavin Newsom or you're afraid of god well the other scripture is the just will live by faith and if you don't have faith you're not just yeah right real just means yeah. righteous right yeah so and if you're not righteous, you can't you can't stand before God. So, it's, right. and I know we get our righteousness from Yeshua. You know, right. I know somebody's going to write to me. Oh, our righteousness! You not keep your righteous on your own. But if our righteousness comes from Yeshua, and we'll do the right thing, and we won't wear the mask, you know. Right. So, right. exactly, you, know, you can't use that argument. Hey, by the way, yeah. something popped up. Um, something popped up, and this is totally. 
you know, it doesn't have to do with what we're talking about, but uh, one of the people in Hollywood that I dislike the most is Alec Baldwin. Oh yeah. You know, if the, if the guy stopped existing, it would not bother me, but um, I guess he, uh, he was on a movie set and he, uh, he had a prop gun and he killed somebody with it and then injured somebody else with the prop gun. Now he's the biggest, one of the biggest NRA opponents that there is. Yet he killed somebody, two, one person and injured, seriously injured another one with a gun. So. How do you, uh, how do, you do that, Dave? Because he got to fire a couple of times to do that. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm, the only other way it could be is if the other person was standing it back and it had to be a very powerful gun for that to happen. So I don't think so. I think he fired it twice. He probably didn't like the director. Wow. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty cocky. I could see him doing something like that. And then when did this happen? It just came up on the news just now. It popped oh, up. wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It really is. Uh, by the way, you know, I wanted to take a couple of minutes and, and talk about two people that have passed away this week. And I haven't told you about this, Brian, but uh, there was a guy named, I'm going to say is because he's in heaven, uh, Russ Dizdar. What's Russ his name? Diz, Russ uh, Dizdar. Okay. D-I-Z-D-A-R. And Russ Dizdar was, uh, was a, is a, was a, well, is a pastor. He's in heaven. He's alive. So I'm not going to say he was. Um, and he uh, he was an Assembly of God pastor for many years. Uh, but then he got into this uh, satanic ritual abuse, investigating it and, and things like that. And um, my understanding is that um, they actually tried to take him out last year, that somebody had hired somebody to kill him. And it was uh, the guy, I, I think, was actually pointing the gun right in his chest. And something happened and it didn't didn't work and um but uh i guess a bunch of wiccans have had uh you know i've been praying against him you know to whatever wick uh, wiccan deity that they pray to but um and had some kind of blood libel against him i guess and um and uh, so he passed away last week and nobody seems to know how um it could have been you know natural or, or whatever but he was only in his 50s i think or early 60s and then another person that passed away last week was another researcher named rob skiba and uh, rob and i were never friends <laughs> uh he you know he used to promote the flat earth and uh, and he was into just some weird stuff but uh you know i, I don't want to speak ill about the dead but um we just never really got along. He, he was a debater. He liked to debate. And I don't think debating is a Christian thing to do because uh, there's always a loser in debating. And uh, I believe in dialogue and discussion, but not debate. And uh, anyway, those those two guys, they both passed away last week. They were both researchers, too. Uh, huh. Yeah. And Russ was, a, you know, researched the UFO stuff and the Nephilim and a bunch of other things. But he had some strange ideas about, you know, um, Nephilim coming over in the ark. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't want to, I don't know very clearly or remember very clearly some of the strange things that he believed, but he was a brother in the Lord. He just believed differently uh, when it came to some of the peripheral things, <laughs> you know, and um, Russ, uh, not Russ, uh, Rob was a uh, messianic like okay. us. So, uh, and uh, I don't know about uh, Russ Dizdar, but I just found it kind of interesting that two researchers passed away the same week. I think, um, I think uh, Skiba was, uh, they're, they're attributing it to COVID. So I don't know. I don't believe that, you know, but, 
So uh, how and how how did they pass away? COVID, you said. Well, um, Skiba, yeah, it, it's oh, pretty well determined. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dizdar, nobody knows. It's um, nobody's found out yet. So, uh, but Dizdar was a really nice guy. Wow, uh, he was. So anyway, I just wanted to bring because I know a lot of our audience probably knows these two guys or has listened to them. Right. And uh, like I said, me and Skiba didn't agree on some things, but he was a brother in the Lord. So you know, I I feel right, for yeah. him and his family. You know. And I know he's up in heaven, so I'm not worried about that. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Um, I said my blank. Never mind. You were going to talk about um, Tom Hanks at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, folks, a lot of these things come up, and, you know, this is all going into the QAnon stuff. And some yeah. with the QAnon stuff, I kind of believe it, but it's like kind of like a hope belief. You know, that, that some of the stuff that he says will come true or has come true, but I take it with a grain of salt, okay? But um, according to what I've heard and I read the other day, Tom Hanks in 2019 was uh, brought before a um, military court down in Guantanamo and found guilty of child um, trafficking and and uh, child molestation, I think, or not molestation, it's worse than that. Um <clears throat> And uh, was executed. And according to the article, he said that uh, he had no regrets to what happened. Now, but then you see between 2019 and now, you see Hanks around. Now, those could be old pictures. You know, that he could have a doppelganger. I know a lot of people have doppelgangers. <clears throat> so it could be true. It could be news. And the same thing that I heard about uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, that he was brought before a court down there, too. And... Uh, basically told them they had no jurisdiction to do it, used a whole bunch of profanity, which I could see happening. Um, and uh, he was executed also. So now take it with a grain of salt, folks. I'm not saying this actually happened, but um, if you don't see these people around anymore or you see old clips of them um, or you see clips of them, maybe they're older. Let's put it that way. Um so, or, or there's a doppelganger. I know that um, Biden's got doppelgangers, and um, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton definitely had one. Do you remember yeah. when? She, remember when she got almost passed out and fell into the van? Yeah. And they brought her to an apartment, and she was mm-hmm. deathly ill. And they brought her apartment. Twenty minutes later, she comes walking out, bouncing all over the place, and she looked different. So that was not Hillary Clinton that came out yeah. of that room. Yeah. So it's um, it's interesting to say the least, but uh, yeah. if it's true, then it means that the deep state is being you know arrested and uh, and done away with, which is kind of neat. That's right. Uh, yeah, I well, uh, hopefully they'll go after Soros soon. That would that would that would definitely be a defining moment. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's yeah, like Christmas. Yeah, really. I I heard from my neighbor, my ex next door neighbor. Um, a few hours ago, anyway, he he mentioned to me he, he hates Trump. And he's a super nice guy. He's probably 10 years older than me. He was in the military, and um, he's got some medical conditions. He uses a walker. And, um, but he's a nice guy, uh, but he always brings up Trump and how he, he hates Trump. And yeah. he mentioned something out of the blue. He goes, yeah, there's cons- they're saying that. They're saying that um, 
Trump's going to come back by the end of the year. Huh. And I'm thinking, I've never heard it from a liberal before. No. So uh-uh. have, you heard, have you heard anything about that? Um, yeah. I, well, when Eric was on, he kind of went into that a little bit. But Yeah, I know he did. But... Yeah, I've heard that, um, you know, that uh, the whole defining thing is going to be the, the Arizona audit. And if that comes back, that it was uh, and, it, and Arizona nullifies their election, then it could cause other states to do it. And if that happens, it means that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. He is anyway. Yeah. If they cheated like heck on that election. But uh, and then things could be done and then it would be the military doing it. It wouldn't be um, it wouldn't be Trump uh, march, you know, riding in on a tank to the front of the White House. It would be the military mm-hmm. taking out the bad guys, and then, uh, mm-hmm. then things. Then Trump would be restored. So, right. but you know, I've heard this from. I heard it. Uh, it was going to happen in March, then I heard it was going to happen in April, Same then here. May, then June, then July, and then August. Now it's October. So I don't know. Um, Actually, why, why is, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. Why is it taking so long to get the results from Arizona? That's what I want to know. I have no idea. I remember now what he said. My neighbor. He said that Trump said at a rally he was going to be back by the end of the year. Really? Yeah, that's what my neighbor said. Now I remember it was just a few hours ago. You made an offhand remark. Yeah, it was an offhand remark that, that really? Trump's coming back, you know. Yeah, so. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Oh, he said, who knows, I could be back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He said, who knows, yeah. I could be back. Right. He wow. said, who knows, I could be back by the end of the year. Well, he's got to know that people are going to take off on that. I, I know. I know. You know. I know. Ooh. The next election? Next election. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, well, that was... But John actually said, my, my neighbor actually said, he said he was going to be back by the end of the year. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> he wasn't happy about it. Yeah, well, I guess not. Yeah. So, yeah, but so. he, considering yeah. what's going on and everything, you know, he think he'd be happy about it because Biden yeah. is taking us down the toilet. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Yes. Well, I have to yes. tell you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, it's interesting how um, how he's president, but he's not really president. You know, yeah. my 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 question has always been. Uh, actually, the fact is that when on January twentieth at noon, when the new president takes over, the old president hands him the nuclear football in front yeah. of people. Trump wasn't there to do that. So where's the nuclear football? He's not going to leave it in the White House. That would be foolish, you know. That's true. So he must – I heard there's two of them, so maybe he's got one yeah. of them still. Because, you know, they're always like, oh, we can't trust Trump with the nuclear football. Can you trust Biden that doesn't yeah. know what day it is? Well, you know what be interesting, Dave, is when Trump is going to these rallies, and if, if we could ever see a video of him walking to an airplane or to a car, usually when the president – Somebody would carry the football for him. Right. Right. Uh-huh. He'd never carry it, but somebody would carry it for him. I wonder right. if we ever see any videos coming up where Trump's doing a rally 
or go into a car to a plane with somebody in the background that has got a briefcase and is carrying it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see maybe the audience and maybe can pick up on that. The next time they see Trump on television doing an interview or walk into a car or an airplane, is there anybody around him that's got a briefcase? Yeah, that's know, good. That's good. I would like to see him walk past soldiers, too, and see if he gets saluted. I bet he you does. Know? Yeah. Because technically he's not president anymore, so he's not commander-in-chief. But right. if he's still president, the military recognizes him as that, then they would salute him, right? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's right. So let's look for a I'd video love to clip. See that. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see that. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, we're getting kind of up there, Brian. You want to just call it a night? Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, let's call it, if that's okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. I know you're kind of tired and you're still not feeling well from that yeah. that test and everything, so you probably want to hit the hay. Yeah, it's been so, a good uh, night. It's, it was a fun show. Yeah, it is, and it's been informative and it's been uplifting, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah. folks, we, we thank you for listening in. We thank you um, – for being our audience, uh, we have a wonderful audience. I, I know I say that a lot, but I mean it. I really do. You guys are, you guys write to us and let us know if we blew it or let us know uh, things that uh, we might not know. Um, several emails, you know. Uh, hey, you guys, I, just to share one of them. Hey, you guys, did you check this out? And it's a video that I've never seen before. I never even knew existed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I send them right to you, you right. know. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just. It's amazing. So keep it up and thank you for being yes, a great too. audience. And, um, you know, it's we got to intensify our prayer, too, real quick. I, I just remembered this. Uh, the 31st of October is coming up, and it's the high holy holiday for uh, witches and Satanists and everybody else out there that uh, likes to go bump in the night. And um, so if you're a believer, we need to start praying against this, uh, this day, uh, you know, about a week before and a week after because they celebrate it as a project protracted holiday. Um, and uh, thank God there won't be a full moon that day. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, little children and, um, and animals get sacrificed on, on the 31st of October. And let's just pray that that doesn't happen this year, that, uh, that their supply of children uh, runs dry and animals for that matter. Yeah. And, uh, and that uh, nothing that darkness tries to do the 31st or the days around it would be successful. So, um, anyway, so thank you for praying about that. That's, um, that's a very important thing, I think. And do it in remembrance of Russ Didzar, <laughs> you know, if yeah. for no other reason. And, uh, and let's pray that also, you know, in your times of prayer, folks, pray for their, their families and uh, the Dizdars and the um, Skibas that they have peace and uh, comfort knowing that their husbands or fathers or whatever are in heaven. Okay. So uh, having said that, uh, Brian, thank you. As you, you as awesome as usual. And for mm-hmm. not feeling good, yeah. you're, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, give our love to Loretta. Yeah. And, and uh, folks, uh, thank you again. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get off here, but, um, we'll be back next Monday and uh, maybe uh, two or three shows between now and then. Uh, we'll see because things are getting down the pike with the moving stuff. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, again, thanks, Brian. You're awesome. You always are. Thank you too, Dave. Enjoy it. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm going to end it now and then we yep. can say goodbye. <laughs>